Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's Integrity Leadership Call. Glad to have everyone on this evening. If you are in the position to, please turn on your camera so that we can see your lovely, shining, smiling faces. Also, if at any point in time you have any questions or thoughts, if your camera is on, simply wave your hand. We'll acknowledge you that way. If your camera is not on, not to worry, you can click on participants. From there, you will see a small blue hand that says raise hand. Click on that and we will acknowledge you that way. And you are always welcome to type your questions and thoughts in the chat. Now, without further ado, let me introduce you to our trainers. I'm gonna call them master trainers, even though they're still learning too. We're all learning together, but they're master trainers nonetheless. This young lady is the COO of the ATSJR companies and the CEO of DeMarie, as well as this gentleman, our big brother, hails from G-Town, Galveston, Texas. He has a book coming out, y'all. You know, don't, don't, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on the author now, okay? Don't judge a book by its cover. Okay, come, Mr. Come See About Me, KSBM. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Miss Deanna Mitchell and Mr. Reginald Paul. All right, thank you, Miss Grace Sandals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate welcome, it. welcome. I, before we start, before we start, I just want to tell the Holy Spirit that's listening, I've been wanting to tell them this ever since last night. Clutch City, baby, Clutch City. That's all I want to tell the Holy Spirit. That's it. And I hope everybody else is out there feeling fine and looking beautiful as you are. But again, I just got to tell all my people out there, Clutch City. And if you don't know what that is, I am a Houston Rockets fan ever since I was birthed into this world. And that's it. (laughs) That is it. That's right. Go Rockets. That's it. We can start now, Ms. Mitchell. I had to throw that out there because I know the Holy Spirit the is Holy everywhere. The Holy Spirit typed in refs. The Holy Spirit yeah, typed in Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see him. He needed to be typing in the paces. That's what he needed to be typing in. Help is what they need. Anyway. <laughs> I actually saw a real game between the Bucks and the Heat. That was a, that was a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. That was a good game. All right, so we are doing chapters uh 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, or 11, 12, 13? 10, 11, 12, thank you, Grace. 
thank you. There's so many numbers in my head right now. So much going on. So chapters, the last three chapters of the book, 10, 11, and 12. So I just want to, if there was something that you picked up in these last three chapters, 10, 11, and 12, I don't know how much you picked up in chapter 10, but... <laughs> Chapter 10 was very short. So, uh, Reverend Reginald, I'm going to go ahead and let you get started. What what did you get out of the last three chapters that you would like to address with our audience today? Uh, can I, can I, you know what? Like the book said, I want, I, I, it says, let's back up. So I want to back up. Oh, even. Let's, let's back this up. Is something that, this is something that caught my attention. On page 152. 152. That's this before we got to 10. This is before we got to 10. Okay. 152. It say, let's back up. There's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of which you call right. Mm -hmm. Yet, what is right, can you be truly objective in these matters? Or are right and wrong simply descriptions overlaid on events and circumstances by you? out of your decision about them. And what, pray tell, forms the basis of your decision? Your own experience? No. <laughs> In most cases, you've chosen to accept someone else's decision. Someone who came before you and presumably knows better. Very few of your daily decisions about what is right and wrong are being made by you based on your understandings. This is especially true on an important matters. In fact, the more important the matter, the less likely are you to listen to your own experience and the more ready you seem to be to make someone else's ideas your own. That is very interesting. And you see that I emphasize you a lot because, you know, uh, <clears throat> one of the things I was thinking about as I read, I read there about three times, by the way. Like without child, even there, I read it three times because it just, that's this is like it could be a slap in the face, but it just, it just makes so much. I like sense. Any, anybody in here like sense? Like anybody in here like true sense? Like tell me the truth. That's the only thing I said. Don't lie to me, man. Don't tell me no Santa Claus. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me about nothing. Just tell me the real truth. You understand what I'm saying? And here it is. You say there's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of that which you call right. I want somebody to explain that to me. I want somebody to explain that in their own words. What I just, I'll read it again because I, I want to get a clear understanding of it. Say, there's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of that which you call right. Yet, what is right? Can you be truly objective in these matters? Or are right and wrong simply descriptions overlaid on events and circumstances by you? out of decision about them. Could somebody explain that to me? All right. Oh, go ahead, Miss Grace. Oh. And I'm after Grace, Miss Carol. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna let Miss Carol go first. I'm I'm gonna be rambling because I got thoughts <laughs> but they not form a complete sentences yet. Go ahead, Miss Carol. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> 
So as, as we build our belief systems and our understanding of how the world is for us, everybody sees it a little bit differently. So when we conclude something, when we think there's a right or a wrong, it goes by what our belief system is and our values. Doesn't mean that somebody else's is the same. So what could be right or wrong for me may not be right or wrong for you. So I am perceiving what is right, making whatever is the opposite of it wrong because of my perception of the situation. That's what that. I, I like I like how you work it there. Now you know me. This is how I'm thinking. So who gives the people the right to sit in a room somewhere and make a rule or a law to tell me that I am wrong? No, 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 not to tell me that I am wrong, that what I am doing is wrong. What gave them the right? What gave them the justice? What gave them the even reason to even make that up? Was it for the protection of the people or was it protection of themselves? Or did they see nothing but dollar signs in their mind? This is what I this is what I want to know. I want I want to know the truth. See, you can sit a bunch of people in a room and they could just come up with, you know what? Ah, this is it. You know what? Reginald can't sell raisins in September in Winston Salem. And that's a law, and I can't do it. Why can they make that up and I can't make my own up and then declare that as a law and then somebody can break that? Why why is that? Tell me, please, somebody, Lord. I gotta be. In, I, I know what it is. I got to go somewhere where somebody can vote for me or something. That's that's what it is. I can't just go make up a law. That's what they doing. They just making it up as they go. And peeing the sidewalk and then peeing the traffic. Where I'm gonna walk at, sir? I just wanted to vent. That's all. I'm just venting. I just wanted to get that out because that's what it seemed like to me. You know. You know the answer to that. Just walk where they tell me to walk. No. No. <laughs> talking about when people get together and they're at they're vibrating at a certain level and they have the authority because of the stature of where that's, they that's are, the word. they get to make decisions. So the only way you're gonna be able to make decisions if you become as powerful in your stance wherever it is, whatever level you, you want to move to, so that you don't have to either engage in that or you can make your own laws because you have your own situation going on. Don't give me no ideas, Miss Carol. <laughs> Don't you give me no ideas now. It's still daylight outside. <laughs> Anybody else? Grace, did you get the did you get the thoughts together? I they, think I did. Okay. okay. But when I heard Miss Carol, I was like, she is on it. She is on it because what I think is what I think is right, you may think is wrong, and vice versa. What you think is wrong, I may think is right or what you think is right i may think is wrong and so it is based on your perception so uh just like okay case in point antonio was always talking about the the traffic light at three in the morning if it's a red light he gonna run through it if if adonia is in the car with him she'll go spastic because he th he says man it's no traffic but she's like man but that's a red light so you see it's two different it's two different circumstances it's two different perceptions of a circumstance so <laughs> Adonia, wait a minute look up Adonia. do it again reggie do it again reggie <laughs> he's talking about y'all you know when the mom is in it, the car your hand seat belt that's, a <laughs> that's it that's it when the mom is in the car and she got to do a, a real a stop real quick maybe that's it <laughs> 
Y'all got to check out this podcast when it comes oh, out. Anyway, just, <laughs> those are my thoughts. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? Hey, Reverend Reginald, for, for those who are just joining us, can, can you reread that section so they can know exactly what we're what we're asking them to comment on. Thank you all so much for joining us. We're so happy hey, to have is, all of you. It's it's not a necessary comment. I just want to see what, what people's minds at today. You know what I'm saying? What they're thinking about. What's what's on their mental. You know what I'm saying? And like I yes, said, sir. when I read it, that you know, I kinda, you know, when Miss Carol spoke, Miss Carol brought the brought the, you know, the the leader out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to be, I want to be authoritative. I want to sit in the room and I want to make the law and I want to, you know, put my foot down on it. So let me read it again. Damn. Damn. Let's back up. There's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of that which you call right. Yet what is right, can you be truly objective in these matters or are right and wrong simply Descriptions overlaid on events and circumstances by you out of your decision about them. And what? Pray tell forms the basis of your decision. Your own experience. No. In most cases, you've chosen to accept someone else's decision, someone who came before you and presumably knows better. Very few of your daily decisions about what is right and wrong are being made by you based on your own understanding. So basically, somebody told you, and you just ran with it. They told you anything. They told you anything under the sun. And by you just not exploring and, and using your own antennas and, and figuring it out for yourself, you just believe what they told you. There is a Santa Claus, and he comes in through the chimney and gives you gifts and eat all your cookies. They told me that. Until I looked under the chimney and figured out that that man was not coming. We ain't even have a chimney. Anyway, I, I'm, let me stop. You ain't even have a chimney. How you gonna come down here? You tell me that folklore. That's what people, that's what I'm just saying. No, telling folklore. That's that's the word Miss Miss, that's the word folklore. How many of us have been told folklores before? And we and we took it all the way till we was grown, and then when you find out that it was not the truth, how do you feel about it? That's what we're talking about today. Right there, in in just that little part. We we started off. I, I back I backtracked. You know, I went to I went to nine. We started with ten, but that one it just caught my attention. That's all. So Reggie, what was it? My understanding that you said that you believed in this 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 guy that came down the chimney and gave gifts and all that stuff, and then you said something. No, because my mama told me that. And then you said something about you believed it all the way until you were grown. Well, no, I didn't believe that all the way until I was grown. I had to figure out, first of all, I figured out that we ain't had no chimney. <laughs> as, as, a, yeah, no. <laughs> as a child, I had to I had to figure it out as much, you know, as curious as I was, you know. The first Christmas, they got away with it, okay? I'm going to just be honest. First Christmas, they got away with it. Second Christmas, I figured out what a chimney was due to the first grade, and then they couldn't tell me that no more. Yeah, they got over me in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I figured that out when I saw the box covered with a blanket. I'm like, how is Santa Claus going to cover a gift with my blanket? But you know, I'm like, I'm going to make it. He made the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, 
there's something that you read that Antonio always says to, he says it to me me and Grace quite often but more so to me um, oh man I lost my page there it is I actually lost my page oh my goodness it was 152 right yeah there it is that he tells us all the time there is no right there is no wrong and when I when you when I read this part and you reread it, I was like, "Huh, that makes." Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Because it says, like you said, let's back up. There's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of that which you call right. Yet what is right? Can you truly, can you be truly objective in these matters or are right and wrong simply descriptions overlaid on events and circumstances by you out of your decision about them? So it's like, what's right and what's wrong? Just because it's not what you want does not make it wrong. Just because it's what you say it is does not make it right. So how do you go about, how do you go and I'm asking everyone this, how do you go from, Antonio always told me you want to be, you, you want to be right. And when you're, when you're always right, you always make someone else wrong. How do you go from wanting to be right and just be? How do you do both ends? How do you, how do you go? How do you, go ahead, Mr. Amanda. You know, it's one of those things, like Antonio was saying this morning, um, or this afternoon, early this afternoon, about how he gets to know um, all the different people from, you know, be it a Muslim, be it a Jewish person, what have you. It takes a person coming out of their comfort zone and being able to 
tra- travel is very important, you know, because you get to see and break down the stereotypes that the television has given the majority of us, um, including our parents, those that have taught us, teachers or what have you. So we're we're locked in in a world um, that we've been, you know, positioned in, you know, by chance, right? But the more you're able to get out and meet new people, learn what they're about, um, you you can learn to love people, you know, how you say you agree to disagree, but it doesn't mean that your disagreement means that you're wrong or that you're right or, or, or vice versa. So for me, in my travels, I think that has made the, the biggest difference in my life is because I traveled you know, in one year in over um, about 12 countries, right? And I lived in host families. We never, we never stayed in, in, in hotels. It was always in a home. So I got to actually see the life of people and see how they love one another. And though it was different from my world most of the time, they still had the same vibration of joy and happiness and sadness or what have you with things that were taking place in their life. So when I came back to the state, I, I was set apart. I couldn't, I, I didn't see through the same lens though, though I had, you know, grown up in this, you know, very religious world. Um, I, I couldn't not, accept a person for being different from myself you understand so i think that the important thing is is actually like antonio was stating earlier get to know people that are not like yourself in order to broaden your horizon broaden your viewpoint um learn what else is going on out there in this world you know um when you all were talking i didn't know exactly what the topic was because I came in a little bit late, but I was thinking about when I was over in Europe, there were parents that would actually leave their newborn baby in, you know, in the train station with bottles and diapers or what have you, and they would go on and go to work. People would stop and feed the child, (laughs) Um, and that to me was like, oh, my goodness, you know, over here, we, we think about kidnappings and all this, that, and the other taking place and how can somebody leave their child but that's their culture if someone had taken the child to take care of that child it would have been okay with that parent what they do they go do what they need to do and they come back in the evening time pick that child up and start the next day you know as as if you know it's as it's nothing you know bring the child right back with bottles and food and diapers leave it there and go about that day and come back to see if the child is gone. Now, to you and me here in this Western society, that's crazy. But I remember coming back here and hearing how, you know, parents would sit the kids out, and they also sit their children out in the sunlight to get sun, you know, for so many hours of the day. And go about what they're doing inside the house, okay? I remember coming back and hearing how some people, you know, from – different places have been arrested for this that, and that. And I'm like, we don't understand their culture. I saw this when I was over there and here we say it's wrong, but here it is. They're getting in trouble for something that is right in, in their world. And no one, no one sees that there's, you know, a difference. Another thing is we keep our 
our our children children way longer than I think we're supposed to. You mature into womanhood, manhood, you know, 13, 14 years old, sometimes even 12. And in some countries, you can get married at those age because you, you know, you, you, you flower out. You, you're actually an adult. Where in Western society, we say, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, that, that, you know, 18 pretty much is when you are considered an adult. But, you know, there are, there are things in being able to travel. I'm going to cut this off because I'll talk too long. Um, this one kind of hit, hit a nerve today from earlier on, and it's just carrying on into your conversation tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, no to, to break, break things down, um, it is actually getting to know people outside of what you know and being open-minded and just wanting to learn because everyone literally, we're all doing the best we know how. And we only, you know, are seeing through the scope that, you know, we've landed, but our landing is, is very, very small. It's very, um, it's not broad at all. So in order to um, not get stuck in that place of, of judgment, You've got to broaden your horizons, travel. I tell anyone, travel, take the time to travel. I was blessed um, to be able to have that opportunity. And even through my hurts and pains or what have you brought on by myself or brought on by others, because of that travel, I've been able to stand up with my head held high to know that, you know what, Whatever caused a person to do what they did or whatever caused me to do what I did, it was because it was what I knew. But there's so much more to to um, be learned, so much more to, to know. And with that type of a mindset, you're able to, you know, keep it moving and not hold grudges or not hold envies or pains and all of that stuff within you because you realize that, you know what, everybody is trying to, you know, come to a place of understanding through whatever it is that they've been through or whatever they've been taught. That's all. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Amanda. Thank you very much for sharing with us. I definitely do agree with you on traveling. I was after this this morning, after this, this morning's training, I told Antonio, I was like, because he always says he's he's everything for everyone or he's all things for all people because he learned the cultures of all so in it so Antonio's never looking to be right at all and and that's that's a a characteristic and a a character trait of his that really when when I watch him do that I'm sitting here like dude they're so wrong and he's like but what the what good does it do what the good? What good does it do to me to point that out to them? You know, because I, I promise y'all, I'll be sitting here. Someone to do something. I'm looking at him like, man, let's go in. He like, no, no, no. He always asks me and Grace, you want to be right or you want to be rich? He's like, man, we want to be rich. Want to be right or you want to be rich? We're like, man, want to be rich. Fine. You know, there was a situation that actually happened with uh, one of our team members. And he was like, well, this is how you handle it. You do twice as much 
and and say this and me and me and this team member i was with i was with him on this i'm like i'm gonna do what man look hold on <laughs> but but antonio antonio's he's not about being right he's about being rich and the greatest way to be rich is to treat someone two times better than they treat you and in order to do that you can't be right now let me you know let me add to that i'm gonna tell you something something that i learned with how they teach gifted kids versus what they consider to be just you know the normal i mean we're (laughs) i feel everybody's gifted but when you place that label and you're afforded the opportunity to go into that cycle they actually teach the gifted kids more so in that open-ended type of a an environment where they get to experiment and you don't hear wrong right it's well why did you do this you know how did you come about this but on the other other hand in the normal um i say mainstream of education um there are a lot of restrictions so what antonio is has has mastered is more so that way of gifted teaching so he's um bringing up a a a whole different mindset with leaders you know because that's what he's training we're leaders he he is producing and and um cultivating leaders in this uh, ats um industry this this university right um and it's all about how you project it out. And as you're speaking, and one of the things that's coming to me is that his mindset is more centered around how teachers and professors treat those that they consider gifted versus mainstream students, which my thing is I have a problem with that Okay, but it's what's set up, and we have to move past that and keep things open-ended to where people can explain why did they do it. So you're giving them a chance to actually build upon what's within them versus telling them, you know, that this is the way it's supposed to be. They don't do that in the gifted classes. Just food for thought. You know something is out there, but that, yeah, it's it, it's major. This is this is I say groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much for joining us this evening, Mr. Amanda, and thank you so thank much you. for adding value as well. I see, Miss Kier, you have your mic unmuted. The floor is yours. That was an accident. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. If you, if if ladies and gentlemen, if you were on our earlier training, our esoteric training at 11 a.m. Central, Antonio and Kiera tore it up. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So, Dr. Trask and our Miss Arcia, yes, ma'am, and then Dr. Trask, go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to add on to um, that young lady when she was talking about the different teaching styles. Mm-hmm. So um, the different teaching style, what I took from that, um, when someone is telling you, telling you, telling you, and you're not explaining yourself, that's a baking experience. 
And what I mean by that, that means they just feeding you the information, but you're not able to be hands-on. Now, the other experience is collabor collaboration thinking or collaboration experience, meaning you're hands-on, you're able to give feedback. That's kind of that's kind of um, experience you get when you're in college sometimes because you're able to give feedback to your professor or your teacher. So I learned about that in, when I went to school for my human service degree. And um, it was like, a, it opened my mind up because when I was thinking of back, when I was back in high school, we didn't get a chance to express ourselves. We had to learn that stuff. And some of the stuff that we <laughs> learned, we had to unlearn it when we got to college because some of that stuff wasn't true. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much for You're sharing. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Trask and then after Dr. Trask, Corey Peters. I'm just wanting to know what page are you on in the book? We are on page, oh, my tail and moved in, page 152 at the very top. Integrity? Which no, ma'am. Conver Conversations with God, book one. Okay. Thank you. Very welcome. Very welcome. All right, Mr. Corey Peters. Um, so I think that this thing, I have a few things just to share, just to add on to a lot what I think, I don't remember who was speaking, but when she was speaking about the different learn, learning styles about edu in the education system, I think, well, I dealt with that personally. And I think my question was always, who actually told me that I had to be normal or gifted? And I was, I always got sick and tired of that thing. Like I got, I literally got moved from a normal to a gifted class three times in my school year because they couldn't figure out what to do with me. Like they were just like, you're intelligent, but you won't pass the class or you won't do this. And because you don't follow these specific rules, we're going to give you a C or D. But you know what we can tell is that you're actually intelligent and you can handle things. And I'm just like, why is there not a way to really be able to test me that would really be able to test my intelligence without it being, going, going back to what we were speaking about earlier, these specific measures, like these specific rules that would tell me that it, just as long as I hit these check boxes, I'm normal. And that always frustrated me on one part. And um, it also hit me when coming from, I'm originally from Trinidad and coming from Trinidad to the US, it, it was like a wake up call for me because I never really felt accepted because in the, I guess coming from here, it's just like, I didn't sound a certain way. I didn't look a certain way. I didn't like certain music. I wasn't really considered black because it's just like, I didn't know all the black lingo and the black stuff that was really going on. And I really had to reach a point of redefining what it looked like to be black. And, you know, that was one. And then it also allowed me to really open up and realize like, I need to have, I can have compassion for other people's cultures because of what I went through, through the schooling and then also through being in, you know, being in, in a situation where I'm coming from a foreign land 
going, coming into something where people won't accept me because I look a certain way or I sound a certain way. And I'm just like, I always got frustrated. Like, why do I always have to conform to who you are? And um, that was always my question. Like, why is it that I have to conform to you instead of you really listening harder to my, you know, really taking the time and the energy to really listen to me to really appreciate who I am? Why do I always have to appreciate you? <laughs> and so really, that was always something that I always struggled with. So um, as I got older, I started by example, really being able to be someone who accepts people culture, people's culture, regardless of who it was, where you know what they were up to, anything else like that. And I even have, you know, and I have a serious level of forgiveness because of it, because I'm just like, I don't know. You know, from, from my perspective, I may look at it as wrong, but if I had that person's exact circumstances and everything that they've dealt with to do what they do, in their head it makes sense to do what they did and that was the exact action that they needed to do. And if I really looked at it that way, I had to realize like each and every person has that. Like no one is, no one, there's no other person that has a point of view like Corey Peters. So it's just like each and every person, the how much ever billion people has a different point of view. And instead of really looking at it and thinking like everybody's point of view is mine, if I look at it, I'm just like, let me get interested in your point of view because everyone has a different point of view. What the world would look like and what would be different and what can I learn? So I always come from a really a learning perspective. So that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you, Corey, for sharing as well. Thank you very much for sharing it and that that thought process. Antonio, <laughs> I tell y'all, Antonio works with me on a daily basis because what Corey just said, you know, that you know everybody's everybody has a different perspective. And while I know this one, before I go into that, Antonio always Antonio told us there's a difference between being an intellectual and being a person of awareness. While I know intellectually that everybody has different perspectives, on my awareness level, in my head, I'm like, everybody should think like me. And that's where, Corey, what you said is so important because there's over a billion people on this planet. That's a billion different perspectives. And if you're always right, that's a billion people that are always wrong. But if you're looking at it from their perspective, if you move out of you and you stop trying and you stop being right, and you think about, like Corey said, okay, that person has a different perspective. Let me put myself in their shoes. And you think on a different level, you won't always be right. Like it says here, there's nothing wrong with anything. Wrong is a relative term indicating the opposite of that which you call right. The only thing that's wrong to us, the, the only reason we're always right and something else is always wrong, we're looking at it from our perspective. Whereas you could, another word I wanted to say there, you could very well be the person <laughs> that is always wrong and the other person 
is always right. But when you're always right, you're always making a, another person wrong and you're never looking at it from, like Corey said, the different perspective. So thank you. Or you just don't, or, or, or you just don't have your own, you, you don't have your own truth. I, I call it a truth system. Like, there you go. What I mean by truth system, you, you listen to everybody else. You follow everybody else. You ain't made no, you haven't made no way for yourself. You just went by whatever somebody else told you. You went off whatever, you know, you saw whatever, but you never, you know, got it on your own. That's why I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate my upbringing because my upbringing allowed me to, to, to know that. What I mean by know that, I didn't have nobody in my telling me, hey, man, that's, you know what, man, say, that's a, that's a red light, that's a green light, uh, red, you know what I'm saying? If it happened like this here, don't, you shouldn't react. Hey, man, I had to do everything on a drop of a dime. I had to learn from there, you know what I'm saying? And then the people, it, it wasn't it because it was always these, the people that's over here, they're always telling me that I'm wrong. And and I get on them, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, what, and I you know, I'm a challenger. You know what I'm saying? Now today, I see why I challenge them today. And I'm like, how am I wrong? For, for one, I've watched you for years and you've been doing the same thing and I'm still looking at you do the same thing. So how are you going to tell me that what I'm doing is <laughs> how are you going to tell me what I'm doing is wrong and I've been looking at you for eight years now and I'm talking about in the school system. I've been looking at you for eight years now and you've been doing the same thing with the same results. So apparently <laughs> so apparently you ain't doing you, you know what I'm saying? What you're saying is right ain't 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 it, buddy. And I def and I definitely me I'm not gonna follow that. That's why you mad at me. You get what I'm saying? That's why you always saying I'm always be in trouble. That's why you're always trying to label me and make me something that I'm not because I didn't do it the way you want me to do it. Mm. And that's what it boils down to. You want me to do it the way that my ancestors brought me. I, I don't care about all that, man. I don't care. You know, it's something in me that's that's making me who I am, and I'm sticking with that. You know what I'm saying? Corrections will come when it come. And and they come from that genuine person. You know what I'm saying? I always had that genuine person, the person that you at least expect. Not the person that you want it to be. I hope somebody caught that. It's not always the person you want it to be. It's always not the person that you want to 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 tell you what's right and what's wrong or or the, you know, because when it comes down to it, we just read it. There's no such thing as what's right and what's wrong, is is how you live, is how you live accordingly, or how you're walking. But it's the one that's the least expected that come and tell you, say, uh, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. But you know, not all people think like you, you know, and, and, I, and I appreciate that in my life because I'm just thinking about all the people that, that, that did that in my school year. That's why I was able to, to, to move forward instead of be stagnant. I just wanted to add that in since everybody wanted to do the addition part. No, thank you. I, I don't want to be left alone. <laughs> well, thank you very much for adding Reverend Reginald. Thank Made you me go much. back to my high school days. I done got angry again. <laughs> don't tell me what to do, and I'm looking at you. You still Joy. got the same shorts on. Joy. Joy. In the daytime. That's right. So thank you. Thank you, Reverend Reginald. Thank you. Thank each and every one of you who added value. If there, if this, is there anyone else that would like to add value to the, there's nothing wrong with anything. <laughs> oh, and the, the whole, what you call them? The whole, the Holy Spirit, Reginald, is that, is that what y'all call That's the Holy, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. He said yeah. most people think that way. Most people think 
everybody else is wrong and I'm always right. Y'all, please, from, from personal experience, step out of you and, and ask yourself, am I really right? Like, like, seriously, step out of you and look at it from another person's perspective. When I actually step out of me and I look at it from somebody else's perspective, when I get out of me, when I get out of my head, when I get out of what I think is right, and I actually look at it from another person's perspective, I'd be like, man, I was wrong. Yeah, that's the other I person's was, perspective, though. I was for real wrong. <laughs> that, that, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking That's the other person's perspective like if you're in their arena if you are in their presence you got to go by there like you got to step out of your you got to step out of you got to this is how you got to step step out of being you to please them in their area like no i'm not doing that man i'm not doing that man i'm gonna be me i'm gonna be me well i mean i'm understanding now if i'm just absolutely being rude and disrespectful that's a different story that's a totally different story. I'm not talking about being rude and disrespectful. I'm talking about me bringing myself to an atmosphere or a place and being me. And people don't like being me and telling me that being me is out of line and out of the way that it should be. And I should step out of myself and be like, well, should I turn myself into a different me, a version of me, so I can fit in with them? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not and doing that. that. I'm not. And that aligns with what you said earlier. When you know your truth, when you when you know, know who, who you are, are and you know your purpose, you know. Antonio can walk into any room. Told, every last one of you on this call know. Antonio is the same person every day, all day. How many people do y'all think tell this boy he, excuse me, excuse my verbiage, but how many people do you think tell this boy on a daily basis he wrong? I, 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 see, this, I see the thump. <laughs> he gets told that on a regular basis, but because he know, he knows his purpose and he knows who he is, just like Reginald knows his purpose and knows who he is. So when they walk into rooms and people are telling them that they're wrong, they're looking at them from their perspective because they're the ones that are always right, which also means they don't know their truths, they don't know who they are, and they don't know their purpose. When you know who you are, when you know your purpose, and when you know your truth, you have no room to tell somebody else when they're wrong. Because you also know everyone has the right to be who they are everyone has the free will to be who they are. So I'm gonna go ahead, uh, Ms. Shermanda, I saw you unmute your mic and then after Ms. Shermanda, Ms. Monica. Yes, I just wanted to add one thing. Um, the, the sad reality is that there's a system set up out there. I, I, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, we oftentimes click over into the church value of things because, you know, this country is seemingly set up in that way. So, of course, that's always going to come in on um, many of our conversations. Um, but I think about the slave Bible that was created to teach the slaves um, how to do church and how to keep them 
um, from revolting. So there were certain truths that were um, taken out of the Bible or changed up so that they would not uh, know the full truth uh, of, of what the spiritual uh, walk is. And, and that's why it's important. Oftentimes, it's, it's one of those things we have to go through something and actually get in a place where we're alone, where and, and in that place of aloneness is when we actually can hear spiritually for ourselves and um, that transformation tends to take place. Um, but we have to realize that there's a system out there that has uh, systematically been set in place to actually keep certain ones, and I'm not just talking black and white, it's just a system out there where it's all, all set for only a few to get to a certain place in this lifetime. And we kind of sometimes don't don't think on that um, thought pro process of how things are systematically set up. And even when, like I, I go back to the church, the slave Bible, black um, slaves were taught how to do church. So we tend to have modern day slavery within our church system, but we don't see it as that. We see it as, oh, we're free and we're serving God and yada, yada, yada. But you don't understand if you don't take the time to read that word by yourself and allow the spirit to speak with you on a personal basis, you're still being led, you're still being, you know, enslaved. And literally that is how our educational system is set up. And it just takes literally, I mean, it, it's people like us that have to teach the truth, you know, and, and it's our truth is what we know. But when you get into that place of allowing the spirit to speak, you'll see just how systematic everything everything really is. And that's why you have so many different different classes, like the young man was saying, you know, why couldn't they test me? In actuality, you probably didn't want them to test you because they still would have been sticking you where you want, where they wanted you to be. Um, there are tests out there now that pretty much can say, you know, you're this, that, and the other. But again, it's placing you where they want you. And there, like I said, there's certain liberties in some arenas where they're not in others. And financially, you can actually put your kids in in uh, monastery schools or whatever that allow a whole lot more freedoms than the regular public schools. But how many people actually know that th those are major differences where you have your children learning the different languages and everything else and you, you have kindergarten through third grade in one class so a child isn't being stuck with just first graders or kindergartners. They're able to hear a third grader responding to certain things and pulling them up to the next place. So it's a lot of reforming that needs to take place, but it's a lot of education that needs to take place as well on how, you know, we're, we're sitting here saying the wrong or right, and, you know, why can't it be this, that, and the other? We got to look past who we consider leaders and see the leader within and create your leading world, bottom line. I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. That was Lynn. a good bottom line. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Thank you very much for sharing, Mr. Amanda, always. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Monica, the floor is yours. Yeah, I don't have, I mean, I don't have too much to say, but um, the only thing I was going to say is 
because you were talking about Antonio and ATS. I think that's one of the main things that separates ATS with other companies because everybody can be themselves. And I remember when I first came on, I mean, obviously I've known him forever, but aside from that, I think you even told me that, you know, it's like be yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me because I've been programmed and trained to, to be someone else, be professional at all times, um, use certain verbiage um, just for my entire adult working life. So it was a hard transition for me uh, initially because that's not what I'm used to. When I think of a work environment, I have thought like you have to somewhat change who you are. That's why you see a lot of companies where people are one way at work. And then if you're friends with them on Facebook, it's like a whole different person, you know, because they can't be themselves at work. They're, they're, they're programmed and trained to be a certain way. And I know I've shared this before, but and I don't think it matters whether it's home, work, church. I mean, it's all similar, but I think that's probably the biggest thing that kind of separates ATS. And I think that's what will continue to separate it because we do have such a variety of different people, different backgrounds, um, different religions, different, different everything. And I think that's one of the things that kind of makes it special because I know for me, I like learning about other cultures and other things that are going on because I've never really read up on it. So having people in the group that just talk about it, it's actually an exciting experience, but people are being themselves and telling their stories and, and doing that where you don't get that everywhere else. So like she, I forgot who was saying that. I think it was Shermaine about the um, the system that, that's in place. Unfortunately, that's majority of places. And um, I mean, it's sad, but it's one of those where you just have to figure out where you fit in, right? Where you're going to fit and what's best for you. And those places are not it. So, you know, like for you, Reggie, like you were saying earlier, like ATS is for you um, because you are allowed to be yourself. Uh, so I think it's just, it's one of the things that separates it, but it is sad because it is, it's pretty much 90% of places out there where they do program you and train you to be a, a different way. That's not who you truly are. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much, Monica, for sharing that. And you're right that we have so many, we let me see, is it something Tony used to tell us too? And it's actually something Tempest said as well, where we walk around with a mask on all day to a point where we become the person behind the mask and forget who we really are because in some cultures, what goes on in this house stay in this house. So when you step out your house, you have to be somebody completely different. You can't walk out your house and say, man, this is an abusive household, man, I'm confused, man, this is happening, you can't do that, you know, the, the whole work husband, work wife situation, that's the same thing as being one way in the house and one way out the house, there should not be a such thing as a work husband and a work wife, that should not exist, but because we are because because of that, because we are two different people, because we're taught so many different things, there's so much. Like you, it, and this is the one place where you don't have to have that mask on. You can be you, not be judged, 
not have somebody later on hear later on somebody say, Man, did you hear what Monica said? Man, Monica tricky. She don't know what she's talking about. You know? <laughs> and I'm I'm only saying that with Monica because Monica's family. <laughs> you know, but you 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 won't hear that here. You know, if you were on our class, the our esoteric class this morning, you would have really seen being able to just be transparent. This is a place where people, this is a place where people have it's a safe place for people to be able to come and to heal. So it's a it's a place for people to be able to come to find their truths, to find their purposes, because they don't have the loudness of the outside world. They don't have people telling them, you know, you need to be in this class instead of that class. They don't there's nobody here telling you, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. There's everyone has the right to express themselves. So thank you, Monica, for sharing what you shared with us. Thank you very much. So who else has something that they would like to say? And if if no one else has anything, Reverend Reginald, I will pass it to you. And if you don't have anything, I'd like to tap into uh, chapter 13, because that one was crucial. Well, get the tapping. All right. Well, let's tap dance right into 13. All right. It starts on the very first page. <laughs> and it reads, how can I solve some of the health problems I face? Oh, yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Miss Grace. What page you on? Oh, girl, thank you. I'm on page 187. 187. She tap dance right, uh, right on to it without saying I nothing. I did. I sure did. So did. I sure did. Because mm -hmm. this is something, this is something when I learned this, and when I learned this from Antonia, I was like, man. And since then, I don't get as sick as I used to. Like, I, every year, I got dog sick. I had massive flu symptoms. I I got so stuffy, couldn't couldn't breathe. Every time I took a breath, I coughed because I couldn't catch my breath. I uh, lost partial hearing, lost my voice. I every and I see you looking at me side eye, Grace, because you ain't never seen me like that, huh? Yeah, I learned some things. <laughs> I learned some things. Now I still deal. Excuse me, because of my allergies. I still deal with allergies and sinuses, but you know, Mother Nature never want to just say she just want to be sunshine and, and blue skies. She, she want to blow winds and pollen and everything. So chapter 13, page 187. That's cocaine. What, what's, what, what, what's cocaine, sir? What, what's the smile? Look at the grin. What do what you mean that's cocaine? If you can ex express to us. What's the Holy Spirit doing? That's cocaine. What is, what is, what oh, the allergies you play Oh, the allergies. Really? Really, Antonio? Where do we get from, man? Really, Antonio? <laughs> anyway, oh, man. Anyways. Anyways. Y'all talk, talk about me. Y'all talk about me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sir. Okay, chapter 13, page 187. It says, how can I solve some of my health problems I face? I have been the victim of enough chronic problems for the last three lifetimes. 
why am I having all, why am I having them all now in this lifetime? That was Neil, was God's response. Y'all ready for this? First, let's get one thing straight. You love them, most of them anyway. You've used them admirably to feel sorry for yourself and to get attention for yourself. On the few occasions when you haven't loved them, it's only because they've gone too far, farther than you thought they ever would when you created them. Now let's understand what you probably already know. All illnesses, all illness is self-created. Even conventional medical doctors are now seeing how people make themselves sick. Now I'm just gonna stop right there. There's a lot more here. Like there is a lot. He, I'm just jump down real quick. He says, God says, people smoke and wonder why they get cancer. People ingest animals and fat and wonder why they get blocked arteries. People stay angry all their lives and wonder why they get heart attacks. People compete with other people mercilessly and under incredible stress and wonder why they have strokes. The not so obvious truth is that most people worry themselves to death. I'm gonna go and flip this back over. First, let's get one thing straight. You love them. (sighs) My name is Deanna Mitchell and I am a victim. Victims love having things to have problems with. Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh my God, I don't feel good today. Oh my God, I'm so sick. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm only telling y'all this. <laughs> <Ms. Carol. laughs> I promise you, this this was me and my and I tell I tell y'all, Antonio work on me every day. The one thing that runs me so hot is when he say you doing that victim stuff, and I look at him and say I'm not being a victim in my head. In my head, I'd be like, I'm not being a victim. But then when I sit back and I think, you can back yeah. up the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know he don't say stuff. I'm glad you sugarcoated that because you know he don't say stuff. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. I know. But when you think about it, when you blame everything else outside of you, you are being a victim. The only reason you are sick is because of you. The only reason you are sick is because of you. Yeah, I see. I see it. I see it, y'all. I see it. I see it. The only reason you are sick is because of you. Like he, God says first. Let's get one thing straight. Now, when somebody tell you, when somebody start off a sentence, <laughs> and this is God talking to Neil, he's basically saying, look, bro, look, let's, say, let's get one thing straight. <laughs> you tripping. You love being sick. And I promise, and I, I didn't understand that. I never, I never understood how somebody could love being sick. And the more I or how we cause our own illness because it had what that did was it made me go in my head and like so my grandmother my grandmother caused her cancer that killed her like these are the thought processes if i'm sick it's because i wanted to be sick because i love being sick. like this is the stuff that went through my head i'm sitting here i'm like huh and Tony used to always say, people choose how they die. 
you also choose, not only do you choose how you die, you choose your illness. You choose how you want to die. You choose what that is. And you may not, you may not consciously do it, but subconsciously you do it. And now that I understand that it's all in vibration. If you're always vibrating at stress, guess what's going to kill you? Something stressful. If you're always vibrating at wanting sympathy, guess what's going to kill you? An illness that you caused because you wanted somebody to have sympathy for you. I can tell y'all right now how my death is going to be. I'm going to be asleep. I'm going to stay asleep. Because I want to go peacefully. See, if you, if you understand and believe that you cause your own illnesses, you also understand and believe that you cause your own deaths. And you also, it, it, I had a cousin who is like, he's like five years younger than me. You get hit by an RV on an interstate. And that's when I really sat back because like months prior to that, I had another cousin who had a diabetic seizure in his car with his grandchildren, hit a pole and flipped it to the point where it was on the news. And I had to sit back and I'm like, how do people, how, 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 how do people desire these kind of things? And I had to sit back and think about how they lived their lives because what you're doing is the vibration. In the beginning of this book, God said, we are energy. We are experiences. We are pieces of him that he sent down so we can learn through experience. So if we are energy, we are a vibration. If everything that comes at us is chaos what are we vibrating at and what is going to be the death of us what is going to cause our illness if we're vibrating at peace what is going to be the death of us what is going to cause anything that comes to us so i will i, I would like to open this up to everyone else on the call on this evening page 187 Back up the page number 187 is crazy. First, let's get one thing straight. You love them, most of them anyway. And then he says, on a few occasions when you haven't loved them, it's only because they've gone too far. And then from there, he says, farther than you thought they ever would when you created them. We created our problems. We created our illnesses. And the only time we get tired of them is when they've gone too far. The only time we get tired of being sick is when we've been sick too long. The only time we get tired of having headaches is when they, they have become migraines to the point where we have to get prescriptions for them. And then it says, now let's understand what you probably already know. All illness is self-created. Even conventional medical doctors are now seeing how people make themselves sick. So I would like to just open this up to everyone. The floor is whoever chooses to unmute your mic. 
William Johnson put in the chat, we attract by how we live our lives. Facts. So yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. William. Mr. Amanda, the floor is yours. <laughs> I thought I was finished. I, I, this is my first time on this call, so I, I'll learn the format of how this all works. Um, but I, I learned, you know, after being hit by a car five years ago, a little over five years now, um, I was, I got off the walk, out, the, out, out of the wheelchair, made it to the walker. Um, but I stayed on my walker much longer than I needed to. And not until I was talking to someone and I said out of my own mouth, I think it's more mental that I make sure I have this, like I could walk inside. I, I felt comfortable walking inside because if my sciatic nerve hit me, you know, and I was to fall, I, I knew I could grab hold of something or I was inside. So though I could take, you know, steps and, and walk around, I refused to do it outside and used my walker as a crutch and not until and I you know I still have issues but I made a, after hearing myself say that to that person this was back this just happened probably I want to say in May um, early June I made up in my mind that I was going to just use my 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 um, cane and I was going to leave my walker home. And I did it and I have not turned back. But I had to literally say out of my mouth that I think it's more mental that I'm using this as a crutch because of a fear. But because of that fear, I was still drawing more sciatica um, uh, activity to myself as well. You understand? so. I've maybe had one episode since um, that time uh, of, of releasing that uh, the, the walker, but um, it literally, I, I held myself in that place. And there's a whole lot of other stories I can tell sitting around um, my my walk with the, the accident because I was seeing that the accident brought about a lot of things medically or whatever and, and taking all the medications, but there was some brokenness that had taken place long before the accident, and the accident caused me to cripple over into everything. Everything was lumped into that accident. So I can relate to what this book is saying. I, I don't have the book. I will be getting the book. As I stated, this is my first time with you all, so I didn't know about this book, but I will have it in the next couple of days. Um, but I can truly testify that I stayed on a walker way longer than I needed to. And I actually got off of my medication because I landed in something that I realized that you all talked about addictions, I think, earlier earlier today. And sometimes you can be addicted to not just a drug or a sexual thing, but you can you can be addicted to people bringing you pain, you know, care, being hit and carrying the pain of others, allowing people to 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 um, to hurt you because it's what you've known. So 
there there are a lot of things that I had realized in this walk and coming out of it that I did I was carrying a certain vibration, but to go back to where we were, I kept myself on a walker much longer. Now I'm with my, my cane um, when I go out and it all came from me speaking the words to say it's a mental issue that I've 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 created more of a mental um, handicap towards this thing. This has become a crutch to me. And the fear was also something that once I spoke it, I, I heard myself and I'm like, did I just say that to that person? Took me about a week or so, but it kept playing over. I put it away and I'm walking today. You know, like I said, I, I go out with my cane, but I haven't had any episodes, but one major one in the last two months since I um, released the walker. All right. First of all, I would love for everyone to please unmute your mic and let's celebrate Miss Amanda for her strength and her transparency. So thank you, Miss Amanda. Thank you very much. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. I, I know your journey. I, you know, we, we spend so much time talking and I, I felt awareness towards it, but I didn't think you were ready and I knew you would come to it in your time yeah. as you have and just be there to love you. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. We have to stay strong in our minds. Well, yes. you're an amazing gift to the world that we need you, okay? I need you all. We need <laughs> each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one thing I would like to say about Mr. Amanda, every time I've spoken to her, the 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 light you hear coming off of her voice at this very moment is always like that. There have been moments where I have spoken to Miss Amanda and she has been in pain and still have that light coming off her voice. Antonio said her energy is incredible. And I, I do I do want to express I things because we, we have, just like Ms. Amanda just said, you know, she had her car accident five years ago and there's, you know, and now, and she's made that transition, that, that mental, you know, that, that mental decision. So I do want to let everyone know, I do understand that we do have people that are, you know, currently on this call and in the network that are, that are dealing with things. Things happen. And it, it's not that we want to be that way consciously. But deep down, our reward system is broken, and we don't know that. Like it, like I was saying earlier, every year when I was a child, I got dog sick every year. And y'all saw how Grace kind of tilted her head because it's been years since I've been that sick. You know, once we find once once we find the source of our pain and we release it. Once we find like like Miss Amanda said, she she understood that she was using she was using what she was using as a her walker as a crutch so she started using her cane once we 
once we find the source of our pain and we release it, it allows us to grow. So, Mr. Amanda, again, I want to applaud you and thank you so much for your strength and your transparency because it takes thank a you. lot. It takes a lot for someone to to admit, man, look, I was that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so thank you so very much. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Because is there anyone else? Oh, and I also want to say, Miss Elena put in the chat, Miss Mister Mister Johnson's wife, as she put, this is William's wife, Elena. <laughs> she said, just wanted to piggyback on what she is saying. I learned many, many things are mind over matter. And then Antonio just posted, the walker gave her the attention she craved, but it was not the attention she deserved. So me, me bringing this up, me bringing up chapter 13 was because I understood what I was doing to myself. I was making myself sick because I wanted the attention. I was making myself sick because my reward system, which Antonio told me a long time ago, your reward system is all the way jacked up. And when he first told me, I was like, what reward system are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm not getting any rewards. <laughs> and when he broke it down to me, your reward system can be crazy. If you get the attention that you crave from the person you desire it from by doing all the wrong things or the things that you know, will make them flip a lid but you still get that attention you're getting rewarded for that so you do the crazy things you do the wrong things you do the things that'll be like hey you know just like how we how we how we chastise children that are acting out but maybe but we never we never stop to think that's their reward system they're they're wanting attention from somebody and that's how they're getting it they're getting rewarded for that yes ma'am mr william go ahead antonio said i used to hurt myself just so people would finally speak to me i would go weeks without someone speaking to me so his reward system was when he wanted attention he caused pain to himself So this chapter is more than just, it's deeper than just making yourself sick. It, it's your reward system. It's how you are rewarded for the things that you do. Go ahead, Mr. William. The floor is yours. Or Miss Elena. Oh, no. I just, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I just wanted to share that little tidbit that, you know, I know many of the things that we experience in life, like similar to what we were talking about earlier today, it's all in the way that we choose to handle it. How we, our mentality is what keeps us going. If you have the mentality that you're sick, you're gonna be sick. If you have the mentality that you're a victim, you're gonna be a victim. Everything, like, you know, they say knowledge is power, but it's not just educational, it's mental power. What are you gonna do with that? Are you gonna use it for good? Are you gonna be the victim? And you have to rise above those experiences. And I'm not even gonna just say negative experiences because with every, Everything that you go through, there's always a lesson to learn. So I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what she was saying that, you know, like how she said that, you know, she utilized, she utilized her walker and 
it was a crutch for her. And that is true because we've become accustomed to that feeling. It's a, it's a, it's like a high, it's a, you know, it's that safety net for us. It's that, you know, that comfort zone. We got to get out of that comfort zone and really be mentally strong. And so I really do applaud her as well for being able to notice that because a lot of times that's the hardest thing for us. And that's just part of growing and learning in life. But being able to notice that and be able to change that, that's huge, man. That is huge. So thank you guys. I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak. And again, you know, I applaud you for being able to, to stand up and, and be able to make that change in your life that you see that you need, you know? Thank you, Ms. Elena. Thank you so much for adding value today and being here with us today. Uh, go ahead, Ms. Grace. Okay, D, remember when, um, <laughs> I can't remember if my dad had had knee replacement surgery or maybe something with his hip. Either way, he had to use a, they, they gave him a cane to use, you know, until he got healed or whatever. And Deanna saw it firsthand <laughs> when he was actually supposed to be using the cane. Like, you know how you use the cane, how you walk with the cane. It's like the cane was walking him. It's like he had the cane in his hand and walking. I'm like, dad, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> why, why, why do you have this cane in your hand and walking and not using the cane how you're supposed to? But listening to Shermanda and everyone speaking and whether that's Miss Elena, yeah, he had it in his head, I don't need this cane. I would just I'm gonna just have it in my hand because if I don't, my wife gonna say something and everybody else gonna say something, why are you not using it? Well here's what a cane right here. I don't need it. But so he had it in his head, hey, hey I'm I'm good, you know. <laughs> I'm not using this as a crutch. So <laughs> now nah, I got it. Grace, that same thing was like with my mom at eighty nine when she broke her hip, which brought us to Florida. And she went through the rehab and, you know, she just didn't want this to be happening at all. She didn't have time for it. And she went from the walker they, they gave and, you know, they gave her the cane and she carried it around a day or two like a purse and didn't use it. And I'm trying to, you know, hold on to her. And she, she told him she was going to throw it in the canal. And so she, she really never used it. So she went right back and, and went right back to walking. I felt like she was gonna fall all the time and I was there to catch her, but she, was, she went right at it. And there are people that are like that, you know? And I, I can relate to Shamanda. I had a serious car accident and had two years of recovery and brain trauma and all that. And, you know, and that just came to the point where I got tired of going to all the therapy and, you know, seeing a neurologist and all those things. And I just declared myself, well, I was, I was done. And, and I know Shamanda still has a ways to go, but you know, it's a big step. It's a big step. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much, Ms. Susan. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Ms. Elena. Thank you, Ms. Shermanda. Thank each and every one of you for adding value today. I actually, when Grace brought, when Grace brought, that, when Grace brought that up, I started laughing again because I 
and he he was literally walking around with it like just holding it and i'm and i looked at him i said he just had surgery he just he like man they put the leather's cane and whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> so i want to thank each and every one of you who have added value um this evening but again thank you mr man i probably I promise, I promise each and every one of you, every time I speak to her, that same energy, that same joy, that same light you heard in her voice, I don't care how she is feeling. She could be dog tired. She could be in pain. You still feel that energy and hear that joy in her voice every time she speaks, every time. So uh, Reverend Reginald, is there anything that you would like to add? I can't it just if <laughs> no ma'am oh all right so is there any is there anyone else who would like to add to chapter the first part of chapter 13 this evening regarding what we have said if not Reverend Reginald is there another point that you would like to stress with us this evening all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, go ahead. I thought you were about to. Oh, okay. I wasn't about to say <laughs> nothing. I just, I got to let it, I got to let it flow like it's flowing, you know? Yes, sir. Can't interrupt yes, the flow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to let everyone know starting next week, we will be starting book two. Book two of conversations with god i will also be sending out the updated itinerary i posted it uh, earlier and i'll add it again yes sir book two um and i'm uh sending the updated itinerary again because we're antonio has us doing book two and book three so next week we'll be we will be doing chapters book two chapters one two three and four of book two yes sir mr phil i'm not sure but i think it's book two that god said hemp is the best plant he put on the planet i think it's in book two now while some of y'all may be laughing at what Mr. Phil just said. I've actually done research on hemp. Before they were using metal for chains, they were using hemp plants for the for the chain the chain links. Hemp has been used for purses. Hemp has been used for so very much. So I can understand, and I'm looking forward to reading that part because. <laughs> It hemp hemp has been hemp has we just research it. Just research it. That's all I can say because it's it's used for so much. Uh Mr. Mr. William Johnson or Miss Elena said it's a great plant. It's been used for it's been used in clothing, it's been used in like I said, purses. It before they started using the metal and the steel for the chain links for anchors 
they were using hemp plants because it's so strong and so sturdy. The hammocks that some of us, uh, the older hammocks were made from hemp plants. So it's not just what we think hemp is today. It's It was actually a resource, a very strong resource. Y'all see, I... If you if you if you subscribe to Gaia, you <laughs> there is an entire series dedicated to the breakdown of that. And that's why I know Antonio introduced me to Gaia, and on Gaia, a lot of the conversations with God, a lot of the things, the esoteric things that he discusses, there are people on Gaia that will confirm everything that Antonio is saying. So when y'all think Antonio is just talking. No, he's he is confirm. They confirm what he teaches us. He teaches us one thing, and be when if the if the seed he plants the seed and they water it, he plants the seeds. Okay, look, y'all may take this, y'all may not. And Mr. Mr. William Johnson and Miss Elena says for tea. Antonio says legal. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Phil Sorrentino. Definitely looking forward to reading book two because Conversations with God book one has just really flipped everything around. If it hasn't flipped everything around for you, I don't think you read it. That's my personal opinion because it has definitely flipped my brain in a few different ways. I felt like God, <laughs> I felt like God, this book was written for me. He said, okay, you know what? You asked me too many questions. Let me just go ahead and tell Antonio to make this a, a mandatory meeting and have you teach it. So you can read it finally and get all your, your questions answered because I, I my conversation with my conversations with God is God, you know this child. You know, you gotta come down and tell me directly. So this was him. This book was him telling me directly. You tripping. You forgot who you were, you forgot why you came here, you forgot I had a purpose for you. So quit tripping. He got the answers to your questions. And come on, go help other people like you're supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, starting next week, book two, chapters one, two, three, and four. If there isn't anything else this evening, Reverend Reginald, do you have any final words for us? Just know who you are. Know who you are and... and, and... <laughs> Speaking into existence like it's already there. Because it is. It's just on the other side. You just got to go get it. That's all I've been hearing today anyway. It's, you, when, you, when you know it's over there, you can go get it. It's, there's no go getting it because you know it's over there already. It's, it's, it's over there. When, that's why I said it, uh, especially right after, right after the part where you were talking about right at the bottom. At the bottom, it just said it's your thoughts. All it is is your thoughts. That's all it is. It's your thoughts. Stop letting people pour into your own thoughts, man. Stop letting people pour into the way you think, man. Just you put yourself where you want to be. Whatever you got to do, however you do it, I don't know. Everybody's different. But if you want it, just say you got it and you'll have it. That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm done. It's a wrap. All right. All right. Mr. Phil, do you have any final words for us this evening? Uh -oh. All right. Um, I have something I want to think about before our next class next Thursday. 
All right. If you are the person that attracted the situation to you that you're dealing with, and that's what this was all about, why has 6,148,875 people in the United States decided to have COVID-19? Why did globally 28,201,282 decided to have COVID-19? A lot of numbers. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Phil. Everyone think about that one. All right. So if there is not, thank you so much, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Reverend Reginald. We will see everyone this week. And again, think about what Mr. Phil just said. All right. And I do want to also let everyone else starting October 1st, it will be mandatory for all cameras to be on starting October 1st. I said September last time. <laughs> I'm starting October 1st. It will be mandatory. Yes, sir, Mr. Phil. Go ahead. Are, are we allowed to turn the cameras off if we're eating? Because I don't <laughs> like to watch myself eat, much less more to watch other people eat. So yes, if we're sir. eating, are we given permission to turn our cameras off then and then turn them back on when we're done eating? We are. Oh, good. I just wanted to check on that. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Mr. Bill. <laughs> Wait. Uh-oh. Say it again. And using the restroom, too, and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> please, 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 please turn off your cameras if you go into the restroom. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can plan better. You can dominate. Thank you so much for joining us. Love you more, Mr. Phil. Everyone have an amazing evening. Thank you so much for joining us.